Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. Now, this episode here, I've gathered old segments and put it into one episode where we talk about healing, how to deal with the universal laws, and a special a special segment from the beautiful Asia as far as spirituality and healing. So everyone, sit back, relax. Let's all stay together. Let's all heal together on another episode of Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. Good evening, everyone all across the globe. This is Raymond Ricks II, your host for Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. Yes, I was thinking about, you know, giving it its original name, Inner Visions of the Inspired Finding Happiness. But I just wanted to make it short and simple. So that's why I decided to trim it. But now I do apologize to those of you who I normally give shout outs in the beginning of the podcast. You know, I didn't forget about you. You know, it's all love. It's all respect. But. To be fair and to be honest, I don't want to spend like 15 or 20 minutes doing shout outs, but you guys know who you are, who I, you know, give shout outs to. It's all love. I'll still do it, but I have to trim it a little bit because you, you know, you have some listeners that have complained that I probably spend a little too much time or almost a whole segment giving shout outs I love giving shout outs to everybody that's helped me along the way I'll still do that but it's not going to be too long you know because we got to keep the show going but um special shout out to my family special shout out to the few people who has reached out to me on Instagram few people who has reached out to me in the Wisdom app. But a special, special shout out to the uh, activist, the spiritual advisor, uh, my good friend, the beautiful Ciasia, who I've known for approximately about 16 years. Yes, 16 years. I followed her, I studied her a little bit. And she is a very spiritual individual. Now, she was about activism, 
liberation without a cause at times. But she had a cause. But as the years went by and nothing has really evolved in Newark, she had to leave to evolve in herself while the city refuses to grow into something of a positive energy aspect. Sometimes you have to distance yourself from negative vibrations, whether it's a state, city, people, places, or thing. You have to do what's best for your spiritual health. And that's what she did. She still loves Newark. She still loves the people. You know, I still love the people. But sometimes you have to take a step back. Move away and find a healing within yourself. You know, shout out to her husband who has been a major positive influence in her life. Special shout out. I don't know your name, but I want to give you a special shout out. And of course, I'm going to definitely give a special shout out to the WGAG family and the founder, Don Nicolio. Special shout out to you, my friend. Keep doing what you're doing on your success of your show and hot damn politics along with the original lady mamba herself, Nefertiti, surviving the game. So today's lesson is going to be on ways to improve your life through the 12 universal laws. Yes. And um, basically, when you're trying to improve your life through the universal laws, it's about being spiritual, but it's about how you can improve yourself in a day-to-day process. It's about rehabilitating yourself. You do not have to do drugs, alcohol, or commit any violent crime to be rehabilitated. It could be about rehabilitating yourself and fighting fear, self-doubt, toxicity, or, you know, trying to do well on a project that is much greater than you expected. So you're trying to find a way to make sure you master it or find a way to accomplish it with first time quality. All right, that's what they preach where I work at first time quality. Because if you don't give out your first time quality, then there's going to be a little rework done and investors are going to be angry. Your customers, your buyers are going to be mad as hell and want to walk out. And then you might not ever get a second chance or there might not ever be a first time or a next time 
or such and such. But I'm going to give you, you know, the 12 laws of the universe, how it is broken down to, yes, got it from a website, well and good, you know, I do want to bring out the source. You know, not to, I don't believe in copywriting. I don't own this article. I don't own the rights. You know, some of the, the things I do say will come from articles. And then I will give you my take, you know, as far as, as a journalist, as a writer, you always want to have some kind of source of information on where you get your info from. That's what I'm about. You know, just don't go into a web page, copy word for word, and not give the credit to the author. That's plagiarism. But this is from Well and Good, where it says how to improve your life through the 12 universal laws of nature by Jessica Estrada. This is updated March 7th, 2022. But we're going to jump into... the 12 laws of the universe broken down how to channel each of the strengths number one law of divine oneness all right this law of divine oneness is the MVP of the universal laws and that it is the one upon which all the others built it means everything we do has a ripple effect and impacts the collective, not just ourselves. So basically, the decisions you make, the steps you take, the air you breathe has a ripple effect. When you move, it has a cause and effect, whether people are involved or affected by it or not. You have a cause and effect. Whatever decision you make. Some can be very positive. In which people will gravitate to you. People will look at you as like. Okay he got skills. Or she got skills. But any negative effect. Some people were like. Will step back and say. Okay he needs work. Or, I don't know, I don't think we can do business with him. Or, I don't think this is a guy we need to um, have around to set an example of what we're trying to do. Number two, the law of vibration. Everything in the universe has a frequency and a vibration. Nothing ever stands still as everything is always either being pushed away or pulled towards something. So basically what it's saying is the universe can only give back what you put in it. You can't just expect and pray and be like, 
Oh, give me all this blessing. Give me all this blessing. I need a blessing. I need a blessing. And yet you're not making the steps to fight towards earning that goal. You can't stand and wait around for a blessing to come. You do have to go out, work, find a way to make it happen. One person, when I was working at the nursing home in the um, with a dining staff, one guy told me, if you continue to work hard, good things will happen. If you continue to strive hard, good things are going to happen. I believe it. Good things happen to those who work hard. Nothing, and I mean nothing, happens to those that wait. When you wait, nothing happens. The universe doesn't give back. The universe keeps moving. And nothing happens because you're not putting forth what you're going to put in. Number three, law of correspondence. The premise behind the law of correspondence is that our lives are created by these subconscious patterns we repeat every single day. And these patterns either serve us or hold us back collectively. All right. Activate this law by becoming aware of your own patterns which are often passed down via family ties and then consciously taking action steps to break them. Honestly, it's about knowledge of self. It's about holding yourself accountable. It's about learning from the mistakes people made, even with family members. Let me explain. You've been around family that Okay, they love to drink a lot, smoke a lot. And you're doing the same thing just to fit around the family, just so you can get a seat at the table, just so that someone would talk and mingle with you. But then you have a little after effect where your body just can't handle all of that toxic in your body. And the doctor tells you, if you continue to drink, then your heart will have a negative effect. And then you won't be able to live life the same way. But yet you're so addicted to it that you have to have that one last taste. And that one last taste could be fatal. That's disobeying the law of order or the law of attraction. But when you try, or no, no, not try, but when you decide that, hey, listen, I realize this isn't for me after all. Family members might get upset. They'll hate you for it. But deep down inside, you know you have to live your life to empower and better yourself. You're not living for them, you're living for yourself and you're living for the creator because the creator runs this. They don't. So it is so important to have knowledge of self. It really is. 
Number four law of attraction. All right. When you are, um, how you carry yourself has a reaction. Some of it has a non-reaction. But those people who react, they see something. They might not love it at first, but they're attracted to you because they see what you're all about, your attentions, your purpose. Your positive vibes carry that strong attraction to where people want to gather around you. They just got to know who you are. They just got to know where you get that positive energy from. How did you do it in a society where it's all packs of dogs waiting to bite you through your heart? How do you remain so upbeat? How do you remain so lively? How do you remain very vibrant? But if you have bad thoughts, then it attracts a bad reaction. If you have low self-esteem, it attracts a bad behavior. It attracts self-doubt. So if you keep thinking positive, you will attract positive things. If you stay uplifted, inspired, you will attract people you never thought you would ever attract. But you're so positive that they just got to get to know you. Just because you have a positive spirit and a positive mind, that doesn't mean that you're squeaky clean. Nobody is squeaky clean nobody to tell you the truth the creator is not squeaky clean he might work things through perfection but there's no such thing as anybody or anything being squeaky clean a squeaky clean person is the worst kind of person you want to be around because then and there, they have that spiritual ego that's building and building and thinking that they are so unstoppable. It's so out of control that it basically backs people off. You can make a million mistakes, but that, but that one time that you learned your lesson, and being able to learn from your mistakes. People are more attracted to that than a squeaky clean person. If you're able to learn from your mistakes and turn your life around, that's some powerful stuff. The law of inspired action. You know, the beautiful Sea Asia mentioned in the video that ambition has no color. Attraction has no color. 
being inspired has no color attached. If you want to go out and achieve something, you can't be thinking about the color of your skin. If you want to accomplish something that you want to accomplish, like your business or reaching out to different people, you can't think about your color. You can't think about your culture. All you can think about is your goals. All you can think about is how you're going to help change the lives of people. There's no such thing as motivational moment. Motivational moment of what? Motivational moment is something temporary. <laughs> All right. Being motivated in the midst of a storm. All day, every day. That's what you want to be. Be motivated 24-7, seven days a week, not for a moment. When God takes your materialistic things away, you better be motivated. You still better be motivated about life because a war comes to your face. How are you going the fight and will be victorious in this war. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I want to read this. While the law of attraction is about vibrationally aligning yourself with whatever it is you want, the law of inspired action is about taking, you guess it, action in order to bring what you want to fruition. <laughs> if you see something that you love and you want it very bad, you'll find ways to be motivated. <laughs> Number six, the law of Perpetual transmutation of energy. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy. This law means that even with the smallest action can have a profound effect. Even something that is so minor that looks like a micro fracture can be very small but yet cracks expand and expands and expands until it becomes something big alright something small can be a big deal be a big deal. 
and time after time after time, if you can't find a way to work through a small minor problem, then how how are you going to react with a big problem? Do you have a big solution? Number seven, law of cause and effect. The law of cause and effect, known as the law of karma, states that any action causes a reaction. Yes. So if you decide to help a homeless person, not to wine and dine them, just to help them through a tough time, that there's going to be good karma. It might not happen right away. But in due time, you'll be in for a big surprise. Same thing with a bad karma. You hurt or harm someone, there's going to be a negative reaction that's about to take place. And that karma is going to pay you a visit. So always remember and remind yourself, that's when the wisdom kick in. When the wisdom kick in and say, you know what, man, I've did this before and I don't think it's a good move. So I wanna flip it around and you know, see what I can do to flip the script or how I can do better. How I can do better in relationship building with people. You see, when we get into relationships with our so-called future wives, we want the sex. We want the intimacy. We want to feel good moves. We want to feel good story, but What about relationship building? What about the actual building of a relationship of the human? What do they love to do? What about date night? What about walking around the park? What about holding hands, enjoying life? Even if it's walking around the block, that's better than being standstill at home Number eight, you have the law of compensation. Is reaping what you sow. Now, it says, to be clear, compensation in this sense isn't limited to employment or financial compensation. It's about receiving compensation for all your contributions to the world around you. Whether it's kindness, happiness, the joy that you put into people's lives, how you make that person laugh, how that person learns from you, what education you're giving to the next person on how to um, play the piano or how to build a pipe or how to fit a pipe or how to Make a car, a house, a pyramid, or something. 
that's what the law of compensation is all about. Law of relativity. Nothing and no one is inherently good or bad. Basically, it's about balance. You have to have a balance in order to have a completed spirituality. You can't be 100% good and zero bad. You have to have a little balance. Nobody needs to live their life as a perfect person. But those of you who are trying to do that, then you have a spiritual ego problem. A spiritual ego problem is the worst form of disease a person can have. You're thinking your God is better than others. You're thinking you're better because you're converted into a religion, but yet you haven't done anything to help or change or win souls or do whatever to convince people that this God or this creator could be a new seed into your life. Law of polarity. One cannot exist without the other. It's called balance. Number 11, law of perpetual motion. Motion, I'm sorry. The law of perpetual motion tells us that everything is forever changing and that our job is to embrace the ride. Well, nothing stays the same forever. You as a person can't stay the same forever. If you do not involve, I'm, I'm sorry, if you do not evolve and change from the time that you are a kid into an adult, then people need to just back away from you because you will be no good to yourself or to others. But the most important, number 12, the law of giving and receiving. Give and it will come back to you tenfold. You don't have to always receive a gift. But when you help people, when you become a joy, a force of joy in that person's life, you don't have to give them anything. But that words of joy and happiness can be that blessing someone needs to stay focused on why they are here living life on life terms. That person could have one of the worst days of their life they might want to commit suicide, but your spiritual positive presence has saved their lives. And now years later, they become what? A CEO of a Fortune 500 company. They became a force on planet Earth. And they have you to think. They might not think of you right away, but they will remember that event where you gave that nice inspirational speech that they need.
just your presence alone has sparked a change in their life. And they got you to thank. But the creator, but the creator gave you an order. And that order is to make a positive light into someone's life. No matter what. Do you want to be spiritual? Or do you want to be religious? Do you want to let the bully beat you up? And you be on the floor making excuses on why the world is crumbling? Or are you going to fight back? Are you going to protect your legacy? And are you going to stand up to the bully and say, bring it? If you're going to kick my ass, I'm going to return the ass kicking favor to you. I don't believe in violence. I don't like violence. But you do have to defend yourself. You do you do have to know how to defend yourself when wartime is coming. When wartime is coming, color has nothing to do with it. color of your skin has nothing to do with it. In the time of a war, meaning it's Survivor Series time. It's about Survivor Series. You have to find ways to survive. You have to find ways to have a roof over your head. You have to find ways to get to work. You have to find ways to feed your family. You have to find ways that your child does well in school. This isn't about fighting the power. This is about fighting the power within and becoming that that natural force that creates wisdom. And that wisdom is passed on to your son, your son or daughter passes that wisdom on to their friends and their friends will pass wisdom on to, it's a trickle down effect. No matter what goes on in life, you have to stay positive. You have to stay well grounded. You have to find a way to grab yourself and keep on moving. Like the Soul to Soul band back in England said, keep on moving, keep on moving, don't stop now, keep on moving, keep on moving, keep on moving, don't stop, keep on moving, don't stop. The time will come one day. Yeah. Now I can sing a little higher tone. <laughs> Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Don't stop now. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Don't stop now. All right.
That's enough. <laughs> but you just got to keep on moving and go out for the victory. Man, I was in a bad car accident. And when I was at home, I felt like giving up. I felt I told I told the creator I given up. Just take me. Just make sure you protect my child and wife. Make sure they're happy. Make sure they, you know, don't have to struggle and be in debt like I am. The creator says, hell no. You do what I tell you to do. It's not up to you. It's not about you. It's about your son. It's about developing him. My job to you is that your son gets taught what you've learned from your father, what you learned from your teacher, what you learned from the man on the street, and you pass that knowledge to him so he could be a positive force in this world. Because now he has the he has the characteristics of the living God. He has the spiritual characteristics that can heal. That's what it's all about. Yes, I still have fear of driving, but I have to put that in the back burner because when it comes to feeding my child, when it comes to protecting my child, and when it comes to my child having a roof over his, over his head, making sure he has a better life, I will fight through fear, do what I have to do at work, come home and make sure he's okay. I have to fight through this fear. I can't lie down making excuses like, oh, I'm scared to drive. Hell with that. The hell with it. You got to still go out and fight. And then eventually it will get better. Like the song The Whisper said, and it just gets better with time. Sing it. And it just gets better with time. Sing it one more time. And it just gets better with time. Let's do it one more time. And it just gets better with time. One more time. Let's do this. And it just gets better with time. Special shout out to Walter, Scotty, and the Whispers. And it just gets better with time. Yeah. And it just gets better with time. Yeah. One more time. And it just gets better with time. Say it to yourself. For anybody that's going through any hell, depression, suicide, anxiety, say this to yourself or even sing this to yourself. And it just gets better with time let's do it and it just gets better with time 
Yeah. And it just gets better with time. Well, everybody, I'm about to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have a next segment. I don't own the rights to this song, but it is by The Whispers. It just gets better with time. That is so inspiration. It's a love song, but it's also inspiration. I want y'all to listen. Y'all check this out. Special shout out to The Whispers. I love y'all. Rest in peace to Nicholas Caldwell. But before I leave, I want to leave you guys listening to this song and learn from it. Yes. All right. Sure. All right, everybody. We're going to play their music. Here it is, everybody. Okay, this is a little ad here. Employing local people with local pricing and supporting you through the whole process of going home.
Flight by Yingling with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Flight by Yingling.
Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Don't stop now. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Don't stop now. And that's our show for tonight. I might be a little off, but the pain that I've been feeling since that car accident, I need some kind of joy. Something to uplift me. Special shout out to the Whispers. Special shout out to Soul to Soul. Much love to all of you all across the globe. Because we are world peace. And world peace carries no color. Remember that. Till next time, I'm out. Much love. I'm back, everyone. Um, Now, right here, this is a special message to... This is from a good friend of mine. Um, Her name is the beautiful Ciasia. Now, I have followed her and known her for 16 years. All right, she has went from a hardcore activist... I believe she's still an activist, but she's now more of a spiritual advisor. Like, her spirituality is showing. And you can see the transformation from when she started activism to now. It's like she is a spiritual activist. That's what I would love to call her. She she sees things more in a spiritual faction, a little more political, but more spiritual. So if you followed her, she's changed a lot as far as ideologies. Well, some of her ideologies are still the same, but... Her spirit is in a higher plane. And so some people might not grasp it, but others who have knowledge of self will grasp it very quickly. But I want you to hear this powerful message from one of the most positive Newark activists slash spiritual advisors that you'll ever see. And that's the beautiful Ciasia. Take it home. My friend, let's get it. I'm paying attention to like my social media circuit and particularly Facebook at this time. And uh, you know, I have a lot of friends on there who are pretty radical with their thoughts. You know, in terms of how they view the world and society and social issues and current events. And so, topics like racism come up a lot. And um, you know, what concerns me is that the community where I'm from, right, well, where I'm in right now, it's pretty much a community of people of intellects. And yet with this, uh, with this level of awareness and consciousness, there's still this grave concern and skepticism about racism. But it's not from a place of strength. Meanwhile, 
These people have books on their shelves. They've been exposed to information that they don't necessarily teach inside of school. This is a unique group of people. These are the uh, alleged street scholars and scholars of the black community for the most part. Although I have different races and people from all over the world on my list and different nationalities, but predominantly black people. And even from that scholarly perspective, all of Marcus Garvey scriptures and writings with all of the Malcolm X's and the Martin Luther King's and all of the different scholars that they've been exposed to from those that you may have heard of and haven't, they are still radically worried and inferior to other races, in particular to white people. And one thing that I've done for the most part is set myself free from that. What I did was I decided to take information and use it to empower myself. And because, you know, you can't stay a victim for so long and you do what works. You do what works. And the fact of the matter is if history or information still leaves you feeling very angry, still leaves you feeling very void, very pissed off at the world, very helpless, very much a victim, it's my fault, you know, it's, it, 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 it's their fault and rather, and, it, and they're just picking on us and it's because we're black and how can we grow and change anything from that perspective? Like once you know, allegedly, that you come from pharaohs, kings, queens, you know, the typical cliche of what we say, you know, how can in one breath we say we come from this lineage or bloodline of powerful greats and peoples and civilizations and we're from Africa and all these things. And with all of that information, with all the, the glorious information about our ancestors, how does that still piss you off? How are you still handicapped by knowledge once you know what your ancestors did? Once you know they built pyramids, because this is the usual story we talk about, once you know that they built civilization, they built uh, they, they, you know, our ancestors were the teachers for the, the, the great wonders of the world and mathematics and medicine and education and, and government and architecture and all of these beautiful things that make the world what it is. You're still mad. And when we take a look at the radicalism or the movements that have been built in that anger, whether they're Pan-African, whether they're uh, social or civil rights groups or things like that, the ones that make us march and, and real pissed off and in blind rage, you tell me what have we accomplished since then. In fact, when I think about the social affairs of black people today and now, I don't recall black boys being murdered in the capacity that they have, yet the information is so free between the internet between social groups, between bloods, between crips, between Nation of Islam, between the gods and earths, between the Kemics, between the Moors, between the Muslims, between the Christians, with well, all of this information that advocate righteousness. How is it that we, and, and historical data that proves our greatness, how is it that we are still so pissed off if I know my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather did these things such as took with his raw hands, built wonders with no cranes, no new technology to pile bricks on top of bricks. You go to Africa or you go to parts of Europe and you're like, oh my God, 
They did that. Or you think about the railroads and the bridges in America, and you know, you know your ancestors shaped D.C. where you look at Google Maps and you can see an actual print of the strategy of how the streets and the blocks are perfect squares and triangles and circles in major cities. This is the strategy of aligning the cities in America like they did this, like they did the pyramids over in Africa. They align them to the stars. They use the same system that they built Africa and Europe and right here in America, whether you know it or not, even North. They built the cities strategically using sacred geometry. How are you mad about that? How, does you, how do you find glory in wanting to punish yourself to go see 12 years a slave? If you've seen Roots, if you've seen all these movies that promote the redwood or blackwood or whitewood, all the woods you can think of, anything that advocate a whip going across a black back, why would you pay $16 popcorn and soda? Don't tell me y'all ate popcorn and soda watching slavery movies. Don't tell me you actually got the chance to munch on gumdrops watching somebody getting their behind thrown around or whipped or massacred. How is that entertainment? How do you feed yourself that knowing you know the history? How do you make, how do you say, come on children, we're gonna go watch 12 Years a Slave. How? Oh, I forgot, because they gotta know where they came from. That's not where we come from. That's not our consciousness. This generation today, we didn't go through that. We know slavery exists. Have you taken the youth or people to a movie that show our rise? Do you know any movies off the top of your head that shows our glory? And even if I showed you movies that pretty much was whitewashed, where it was us, but they, they kind of whitewashed, they made the skin a little bit this color, like Cleopatra maybe, or Sheba or something like that, some movies that relate to Africa, or some Arab movies that's really talking about North Africa, which means blackness, right? Even if I told you that, how interested would you be to go see a movie where we're on the incline? How, how interested would you be to go see a black movie where we are in power? It seems like we'll spend $20 for one person, $20 for one person, that's just the admission, to go see us as victims. And you wonder why, you wonder why you'll take somebody like Cory Booker. Now, I had a problem with Cory Booker. I'm talking to Norkas, and everybody knows who Cory Booker is for the most part because he is a celebrity mayor or was a celebrity mayor. He's made himself known on the circuit all around the world, pretty much. So let's take our former mayor of North, Cory Booker. At one time, I had a problem with Cory. I did, Cory. I had a problem with you because I, I, I just wasn't understanding your program. And there's some, still some things I'm just not with that you have left or he has left behind. I'm not talking to him, that brother's somewhere else, and I don't blame him. But I understand that, because in the reality is that in order for you to get where you wanna go, you can't see yourself in no color. Power is colorless. Ambition has no color. Ambition just is. Ambition is just a spirit, right? You can't even see it, it's a force. So the minute a person label themselves black or white at the time it's time to pursue a goal like Senate, he can't think about his blackness. In fact, if Corey was to have thought about his blackness going to pursue that higher seat, he wouldn't be there today. He wouldn't be there, why? 
Because we equate blackness with struggle. Mm -hmm. We don't even see it in the circuit outside of bouncing a ball, whether it's pigskin football, pigskin basketball, without fumbling the mic on stage, without being drunk, without being in jail. The experience of blackness gotta always be something dramatic in a horrible way. If Corey, if Mr. Booker would have thought about the black experience that we just so label it as, he wouldn't be senator today. If Oprah did not release the fact that she was molested as a child, right? If she didn't release all of those childhood indiscretions that she'd been through, just to at least get to the next stage, she wouldn't be able to claim a, billion, a, a billionaire status today. You see what I'm saying? Like, the minute you claim the downside to the human experience, as if no other race go through it, you know what, how about ask the Philippines how they're doing right now, considering they just went through a typhoon? Why don't you ask the Arabs, such as the Palestinians, or the, uh, Afghans, the Afghanis, or the people over east, or the Syrians, who got war at their doorstep right now? Why don't you ask the Iraqis? Ask them how they're doing. And if you tell me if it's just a black problem, why don't you ask people in uh, Kosovo, or Russia, or, or, or Ukraine, or parts of Germany, parts of Italy. Matter of fact, you know why some of the Italians are off the chain, like the Sicilians, the, the, the mob? Because when you study their history, they had struggle in Sicily. In fact, a lot of their villages were taken, the men were taken and killed as well. So you wonder why they thugging today, just like the black man is who's captive today. He's thugging, right? Russians who go through the same thing with their government with poverty. The, the Russian mob, haven't you heard of it? Haven't you heard of the Chinese mob? That is usually the underdog who struggled in poverty. It is not a black issue, cry baby. It is not a black issue, cry baby. You telling me animals don't go through nothing? You telling me animals don't have issues? You telling me animals are at peace right now? I don't think so, ask Michael Vick by a black man who goes to the same type of strike that I'm saying, ask the water is it happy right now. Do you know it's only like 10% drinking water left? Let's talk about all of nature. Since nature's not just blackness, let's just talk about all of nature, what, what the creator made. Because the creator made everything. And if you want to talk about God, for all of you God-fearing people and understanding people, then you have to know that God is not just the black experience and our selfish crybaby struggle. God is everything, everything conscious. Ask the water is it happy when it's 10% of drinking water left. You gotta actually go to the Fiji Islands to get drinking water to sell for it to be pure alkaline. So ask me if nature is happy. Ask, ask the air, if you can talk to the air with all the pollution, same tainting that we go through as a black, struggling, unhappy, downtrodden people. Ask the air, does it feel upbeat right now? With our sorry mentality, inhaling it and exhaling it. Destroying it with our cars and everything else. Ask the air quality, is it, ask the air, is it happy about its quality? You see, black people, you are not the only one that slaves. Power is, power does, power is regardless to whom or what. And you think that the people, act, because it's more black people on the planet or original people on the planet, of course they'll be more prone to slavery because they are the larger population. 
But if you had an equal pie of all races on the planet, and soon maybe we will, then you will see that slavery or struggle is fair share. But in America, you will not know that because we are in this huge social experiment where all slaves exist. Because this is a melting pot of slaves, indentured servants. People who are fled from Japan to China to South America to Mexico to Africa who were all told at home that their home was no good enough or written with war. And they were told that the pie is here in America. And we got people like right up at International House of Pancakes, an African manager who came here at 22, 23 years old in North only to be killed. How many Africans have we had killed in New York and New Jersey alone thinking they were doing something better by coming here? You gonna tell me that it ain't no European tourists that came here and got killed or people of European descent or Canadian descent that didn't die here too? Because everybody has been chased from their home for resources. Wherever there's resources, there's slaves. And that's the entire planet. To feed us though, the very victims who cry about slavery, we're eating all of the foods and using all of the products that come from these places that sponsor slavery. So what are, you, what are we saying? Ask the Hawaiians what were they subjected to. Everybody has a story. And all of them who understand that this is not just a black issue, this is a universal issue. Because everybody from every nation has a piece of power. The Africans, the Haitians, all of them have somebody in their island or their countryside milking them. Everybody, even the white man. Even Iceland, even Greenland, you go study their politics and you tell me if they don't have something ruthless going on in their government. Of course they do. Because in order to, in order to establish power, you gotta, you gotta pursue the whole world. Wherever there's an opportunity for somebody to wake up, which is anywhere in this world, you gotta go after them. And that's not just an African thing. How dare us believe that? And if you have a problem with the, with the creator made, whether it's a white man, a black man, you got a creator with God. Because God made everything and everybody. And when you say you love God, you love it all. You understand it all for what it is. That is divine reasoning and divine thinking. When you think like a slave, you accomplish nothing but things out of slavery. Tell me, tell me, if we thought like God's for a change, what could we accomplish? Well, get some advice from those who act like God today. Your doctors who you think is responsible for your health, your pharmaceutical companies who you believe is responsible for your wellness, your, 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 your government who you believe is responsible for, your, for how you survive, those who you believe are your God, maybe when you stop thinking as another man as your God, you'll be able to really understand on a conscious level who God and what God really is. But all of that... Wow, that was um, truly powerful by the beautiful Asia. What she is trying to tell everyone all across the globe, especially the wonderful people in Newark, New Jersey. Every culture was sub is subjected to they were subjected to a lot of obstacles. They were subjected to a lot of 
corruption. They were subjected to slavery. They were subjected to money crisis. They were subjected to rejection. Um, They were subjected to unhappiness, depression, sickness, illness, etc., etc. That's how the God of our understanding has made planet Earth to be. Like she said, God created us all. He created everything and everyone. If you love God, you you embrace God. You embrace his creativeness. Go ask. Not everything is a black issue. Go ask the Sri Lankans how they're doing. They're dealing with the worst debt crisis in world history. How about the Kenyans, Zimbabweans, other African countries that are dealing with financial crisis as well? The government is in cahoots with the Chinese government where they are paying the Chinese 10 times more just in order for the country to stay afloat. Their stress level is very high. I can tell you that. The animals. A lot of us love to eat meat. Okay, I do. But I don't eat pork at all. Pork is... A no-no for me. So I'm part vegetarian and part everything else. But ask the animals how they're feeling right now, knowing that ask the cow, ask the grizzly bear, ask a deer, a fish in the water, and see the alligator. Ask the alligator, will they be able to survive the next day? Knowing that people in Louisiana, Florida, love to eat gator. Ask the air. Ask the sun, is it happy? The sun wants to shine every single day. There's many parts of the world that have dark clouds, that have rain, that have storm, that has flooded their communities. Ask Russia that. Ask London. Everything you have to look at from a reality standpoint, not a um, bias standpoint. All right, you have to look at both sides. You have to balance it out.
All right. And that was so, so powerful by the beautiful Asia, who I've known for over 16 years. Uh, she's always giving you some kind of education on knowledge of self, on what's happening in the communities and how to prepare and prevent all types of conflict in the communities and how we could come together as one. She'll give you all this knowledge, but there's still some people or certain people in the community that like they love to embrace thugging. They love to embrace rumorville, gossiping. They love to worship. They love to worship temptation. Whether it's sexual temptation or going out to the strip clubs, watching TV all day, even though you've built a library inside your room with all kinds of books, all kinds of information. So you can't be misinformation. You even have books on how to heal from any sort of illness, any sort of injury, any kind of depression, anxiety. I have a book right now, you know, called Inner Simplicity on ways to obtain some of your inner happiness. It's, it's more of a spiritual book, but I recommend people to check it out. It's by Elaine St. James, one of my favorite books. Yeah, so the beautiful Siasia, that was one of the most amazing speeches that I've heard in quite some time. I mean, you're a hero. You're my mentor, but you're also a hero to a lot of people. You really are. Yes, so continue to do what you do. Continue to inspire. Continue to spark and inspire a nation that's in need of wisdom. You know, I... Honestly, you know, before I got into podcasts and I would listen to a lot of speeches of uh, the beautiful Asia has to offer. Um, I listened to her speeches on the street, on YouTube. Um, I listened to a speech that she gave out inside a school or a community building, which is very positive, which is very powerful, which is unbelievably a time to remember so the beautiful Siasia thank you for your message it's a message that has hit home and I hope everybody is able to grasp what the beautiful Siasia is meaning when you are trying to pursue a goal don't connect your race or your color to it I don't care. This is pertaining to all races what I'm about what I'm saying right now. All right. So 
Ambition has no color connected to it. Power has no color connected to it. Happiness has no color connected to it. It's all a spirit. It's all motivation. But it is an inner spirit that you carry. If you want it so bad enough, you would go ahead, get it, get it, get it. Yes, I mean, I'm glad to call her friend. I'm glad to be able to listen to her speak. I'm glad to, you know, continue to listen to her, uh, you know, spiritual healing, her spiritual walk. I mean... She's one of the greatest activists to ever grace on this earth. But she also has her own business. She's an entrepreneur, um, a queen by a queen by all means. So please go and support the beautiful Ciasia. Go support the great people out there, man, because she is an inspiration. Well, everyone, that's our show for tonight. Um, I really enjoyed talking to all of you guys tonight, especially with the message to Sri Lanka. Sri Lankans, I want you to find a way to heal. Your assignment is to find somewhere quiet, meditate, chant if that's part of what you believe in. You know, it's all a it's a season for healing. You have to make it the season for healing. That's right. But with that, I want to say thank you, everyone, for coming by and listening. Thank you to um, my dad, Raymond Rick Senior. I love you very much. Um, Sheena Collins, um, my dad's wife, um, you know, she's, me and her, we're very close, man. I love Sheena. Man, I love her. I love her so much, man. I mean, we're very close. And the advice she gave to me today, it, she's right, and I need to apply it. So special shout out to you, Sheena. Special shout out to my mom who loves Lord Raymond to death. I'm telling you. Um, special shout out to the many people who are listening to the podcast and the many people who support the podcast. Thank you for everything. Thank you so very much. And until next time. Make the impossible possible. Show strength and solidarity. 
but also show strength when you have knowledge of self, knowledge of information. So I say thank you for allowing me to speak. I love you all so much. Y'all continue to be blessed. Bye-bye. about the 72,000 Nadis. These 72,000 Nadis have 114 important junction points in the body. Generally, these are referred to as chakras. The word chakra literally means a wheel. But these are not in the form of circles or wheels. They always meet in the form of a triangle. The Nadis always meet in the form of a triangle. So out of this 114, Seven are held as a major junction points. So these are the seven chakras that everybody is normally talking about. These are Mooladhara, Swadishthana, Manipuraka, Anahata, Vishuddhi, Agna, Sahasrata. Mooladhara means the foundation. This is uh, a center which is physically or physiologically, it is located between your anal outlet and your genital organ. It's called the perineum. If your energies in, are dominant in your muladhara, food and sleep will be the two major qualities of your life. They will be the most important factors in your life, food and sleep. If your energies are dominant in your swadhisthana, which is located just above your, above your genital organ, here you will be a pleasure seeker. Pleasure does not necessarily mean sex and things like that. You are somebody who wants to enjoy the world that's dominant in you. So a person who is a pleasure seeker, he lives little more intensely than a person who is living just for food and sleep. Yes. So these are just different levels of intensities of life. As the intensity increases, your ability to experience different dimensions of life moves from one area of life to another. If your energies move into Manipuraka or if they're more dominant in Manipuraka, you are a doer in the world. You want to do things. Maybe you're a businessman, maybe you're a politician or something where a lot of doing is needed, you know. You are a doer. If energies move into anahata, this is the creative center, you become a creative person. You want to create more than simply eating and sleeping or seeking pleasure outside, you would like to do something. There is creativity in you. A person, let's say an artist, generally their lives may be considered a little freaky for other people, but they experience life little more intensely than, let's say, a businessman, yes? It's a different level of intensity. If energies move into Vishuddhi, which is the pit of the throat, the word Vishuddhi, the word Anahata means unstruck. It's the unstruck sound. This is a meeting between the lower and the higher. All your survival instincts are in the lower three chakras. Self-preservation is in Manipuraka, Swadhisthana and Muladhara. The longing to break away from all this and go away beyond is in Vishuddhi, Agna and Sahasrara. Anahata 
is a meeting point. So anahata, the symbolism is two triangles meeting. So if energies move into Vishuddhi, it's a power center, you can become enormously powerful, very powerful individuals. When I say power, not necessarily physical or financial or something, people can be powerful in so many ways. It's not necessarily because of their activity, just the way they are. They don't have to pose for anything, just simply the way they are, there is power about them. What is uh, referred to as a third eye is not necessarily another eye like this. If your energies move into anahata, uh, agna, I'm sorry, you are intellectually realized, you see things clearly, you see everything the way it is. Once you begin to see everything the way it is, you are at peace. So agna is called as the third eye because you see things the way they are. With these two eyes are very deceptive. They make you see things the way it is necessary for your survival. They don't make… allow you to see everything the way it is. Once your energies touch agna, now you're seeing things the way they are, everything the way it is. Now, that is why it is referred to as a third eye. Now, Sahasrar is the seventh chakra that is not in the body, just outside the body. But most people, it is dormant, it is not active. If some sadhana comes into your life, if you activate it in a certain way, or because of a very intense way of living, it can become active. If, sahas if energy is moving to Sahasrar, you will become unexplainably, unreasonably ecstatic, simply like crazy or ecstatic. In Sanskrit, the word chakra means disk or will and refers to the energy centers in your body. These wheels or disks of spinning energy each corresponds to certain nerve bundles and major organs. To function at their best, your chakras need to stay open or balanced. If they get blocked, you may experience physical or emotional symptoms related to a particular chakra. There are seven main chakras that run along your spine. They start at the root or base of your spine and extend to the crown of your head. That said, some people believe you have at least 114 different chakras in the body.
Hey you guys, um, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to play some Paul Hardcastle. I mean, his music is deeply spiritual, um, it's romantic, but it's definitely, um, spiritual. I love his music. I love his vibe. Um... I recommend people listening to Paul Hardcastle. Please check him out. He's one of my um, favorite artists when it comes to uh, jazz music. So um, it's called Rainforest. This sound, I do not own the... um, Title to the music, you know, this is Paul Hardcastle's, but I wanted to play it just for you on Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. Let's get it.
All right, everybody. That was from the legendary jazz musician and the King of Lounge Jazz Sound, Paul Hardcastle. Yes. But you know what? A little added bonus. Yes. Um, another song that has definitely got me going and has put me in a happy place is music from the Jones Girls, Nights Over Egypt, one of my favorite songs. Yes. So we are about to play Nights Over Egypt. Um, special shout out to Shirley Jones. Special shout out to Cam Jones. Yes. Um, special shout out to Phelps Jones. Rest in peace to Brenda and Valerie Jones. Everyone all across the world want to say we love you ladies. We're going to miss you. Um, you two were integral parts of not only the Jones girls, but in music history. So rest in peace, Brenda and Valerie, but your spirit lives on forever. Yes. So we are going to play Nights Over Egypt. Let's get it.
Alright, that was the beautiful sounds of one of the most popular 70s and 80s groups in R&B history, the Jones Girls. Um, do you guys know that Shirley Jones is a two-time Grammy-nominated performer? She should have had more than that, but... You know, I love Shirley Jones. Love you so much. Especially my brother, Cam Jones. My, what's going on, Cam? Um, in the future, I am going to interview those two. But they are on a busy schedule. Can't wait to get the interview going. Um, I love you too, so much. Um, you know. Please check out Shirley Jones and her uh, new music coming out and Cam Jones. Also, too, um, Hot Damn Politics is on right now. Um, starring Nefertiti surviving the game and the creator of the show, Miss Don Nicoleone. Who is about to get her aviation license. Yes. Um, and uh, much love to the WGAG radio cast. Um, I am about to end this podcast. Um, remember, make the impossible possible. Um, stay true to yourself. And this isn't. A motivational moment. This is a positive spiritual movement that we are embarking on in the path of healing. So everyone, you guys have a good night and be blessed. Much love.